You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. The podcast. Big one tonight, ESPN. James Harden and the Nets are in Houston. Harden's return, 7.30 Eastern time tonight, and then the Warriors and the Blazers double dip tonight on ESPN. So the question is, we welcome you back into the final hour this morning of Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. Finish All strong. guests, including Malik Andrews, who will be on the sideline tonight for the big one between the Rockets and the Nets. She'll join us in 10 minutes. She actually spoke to James Harden yesterday. You actually heard her voice there. Moments ago, she'll join us in about 10 minutes. So the question early this morning, if you're listening to us here in New York or you're an NBA fan, the simple question is, what could be better than the way the Nets are playing right now? Win tonight, they win 10 of 11. They head into the All-Star break at 24 and 13, all without Durant here recently enrolling. Maybe the only thing that could be better for a New York basketball fan right now than the way the Nets are playing is what the Knicks could become. They're obviously playing some great basketball of themselves. The one thing they've waited for for years and years and years is trying to get that free agent. Everybody always wanted to play in New York. That's suddenly gone out the window. But with the resurgent Knicks, our Brian Windhorse, ESPN NBA insider, said on his podcast, the Hoop Collective podcast, hang on, for the first time in years, Knicks fans, legitimate A-list help is on the way here. I say within the next 12 months, a star slash superstar player demands a trade to New York. And I don't know who it's going to be. I have some guesses I'm not going to say right here. I'll let you guys start thinking about that. Let's just put it this way. League executives certainly have some guesses. And uh, I say by next year's trade deadline, a player, a superstar, you know, all-star player tries to force his way there. So I got so angry at myself because yesterday, Wendy is saying this. And in that moment, I'm going through names. I kind of put out Luka Doncic as something that is feasible. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as I leave the damn studio, yep. I'm like, what, what, what was I thinking? Why would I? I can't believe it just it blew my mind for a second that I didn't think about that at that particular moment. So the name that Wendy was talking about is Devin Booker. That's his caginess was like Devin. Okay. He's talking about Devin Booker. Gotcha. And okay. when you look at the ties that exist within the Knicks organization, you have a guy like Leon Rose who's running the team. Devin Booker was one of his top clients when he was with the, obviously as an agent, represented him. How did Devin Booker get to Leon Rose? He came through the routes of Kentucky basketball. World Wide West. Connection. Very deep connection to Cal. World Wide West is now with the Knicks. Right. Kenny Payne recruited Devin Booker. He was an assistant coach with Kentucky basketball. He's now an assistant coach with the Knicks. Hmm. All these things kind of work together. They have all the relationships. It, it, that's that's a piece that Wendy was talking about. How about that? Devin see, Booker. See? See what studying ID Network does yes. for you? Yeah, I, you I put, put the, the pieces, pieces together and you found out that that was Boom. a solution. Killer acquisition. Yes. Killer killer acquisition. <laughs> what a choice you. of words. That's just for you. <laughs> that would be big, though. If they, can, if they can pull that off, that would be big. But let me ask you this question, Jay and, and Zubin. Are they tampering? That's not tampering. If we have a pre-existing relationship, that's not tampering. 
Okay. That's just, just what our relationship is. I just is. know that Phoenix isn't going to allow them to just go and get that key, too. No. Right? I mean, but was it was it tampering when you saw the Banana Boat Boys? I mean, I mean that's with but LeBron. It's, and, it's, and they're all friends. I mean, I was – I guess look, you – I, yeah. I literally was at Carmelo Anthony's wedding, at his wedding, and saw CP3 and Melo and all these guys, mm. LeBron, make mention of this, mm-hmm. that they were trying to do something like this. Like, and stuff just popped off. So you right? were snooping. So I wasn't snooping. I was just there as a guest. I'm just there. I'm just there. It's just, that's how things happen based yeah. upon relationships. You know yeah. that, Keith. No, no, I get it. I just. Deshaun Watson down I in Miami hanging out with all the Miami Dolphins. It happens well, that's that way. players, though. But when you talk about front office people, that's the only reason why I was like, well, they try to, Phoenix, I'm sure, would try to claim something. You know how these, come on, man. You know how it is. Magic I, I, got fined just from saying the name. So you know how that goes. But that would be uh, impressive. In big time. And Devin Booker has a look. Mm-hmm. He's a great player. You come into New York City, and we talked about this with Deshaun on the football side. It's just something special if you can cook and get it done in New York City. It, it, things down the line is just endless for you in your career. And D-Book, we got a chance to do the boardroom with him two years ago. And every time I'm around him, he kind of feels like that. Um, I'm not saying he is this guy because everybody's their own guy. But he has a little bit of that. Derek Jeter mystique, like oh. he moves key. You would like the way he moves, but like, you don't know how he moves. Like mm-hmm. he's part of the whole Valley Boys. Him and Kelly Oubre yep, out in Phoenix, right? He loves style. He loves swag. Like you might see him at a scene, but he'll like be in the back corner. Yeah. Like he's not going to be the guy. Like give me thirty bottles that come out my way. Like he'll just have the dope bottle that comes out with no sparklers in the corner. He's That's moving, how he moves. He's moving in silence yes. and getting it done. Real G's. Yeah. yeah he's most important in thing too, and this can't be understated. Like Jay, he's he's twenty four. Right, he's done all when of this at 24. He's only 24. When's he up though? Like he's, he's got to be. He's got to be up. Let me see. He's still on his rookie deal. He's been in the league no, how long? He's not on his rookie deal. I mean, he's he's making. Oh, 30, he did an yeah. extension. That's right. He 30, did he's making 31 million dollars a year right now. Yeah, um, that's right. He did do that extension. Trying to find when his deal is up, we can get somebody to do that. But I mean, look, it's right now. Phoenix is in fourth, third, second, second, place, second place. Second place in the West. 23, 24 is when he's up. But Wendy didn't say free agency. Wendy said somebody forced their way to a team. So they're second in the West right now, but I, Let I me think ask about like what though. New York could be, man. Like how, how much longer does CP3 have to play? But, but you, you say – but see, him forcing his way out of Phoenix when they getting going is different than James Harden forcing his way Agreed. out of Houston because Houston was up and then said, bam. Yes. They just hit the floor and they're nothing. Phoenix is on its way. I mean, you know, if, if if they just continue to keep playing at the level that they playing, it, it might change. It could change. It might change. I mean, if I, Phoenix I, ain't a if Phoenix ain't a bad spot, a bad spot for somebody to live all. in. It's on the West Coast. You know, it, it's a good market. Let me ask you this from a bigger picture perspective. Uh, you're right, Devin Booker. I mean, it would be great for the Suns. I mean, they're one of the NBA's great organizations. They just celebrated their 50th anniversary. They've been in the playoffs in over 10 years. I mean, there's a lot of things going on with Phoenix. Let me ask you this. What did the Knicks, where? Where did the Knicks have to finish to get into the mix for a Booker or somebody else in free agency? The year is over. I'm an A-list free agent. I'm looking at the Knicks, make but the only if. We got make play, make, the, make the playoffs. And, I mean, and that's the threshold. I mean, they're doing everything right. I mean, they're, <laughs> they're fourth in the East right now. They're fourth in the East. They're doing everything. They've kind of revamped the whole system. I'm not sure Tibbs is the answer long-term. 
Um, you know, there, there's been this history about Tibbs sometimes that, you know, with veteran players, he can wear you out, wear you down by the practices and things that he does. Look so at how many minutes Julius Randle's playing. But, and he, he's more consider, like, you know, conducive for younger players. But I, I don't know. Like, they're trending in the right direction. You yeah. can't say they're not. Yeah, and, and he's been that way. Obviously, he was that way in Chicago and in, yep. in, in his stop in Minnesota. But because you got guys like – West around and, and Leon Rose around, maybe they get him to tell some of that back because yes. that could be a deterrent to uh, free agent players that know the history of Tibbs and like, I don't want to be dealing with that. That's not what I want to deal with. So sometimes coaches do change over time. Maybe he is the long-term answer. Maybe he's a short-term bridge, but I can tell you this for sure. If they make the playoffs and they show trajectory heading in the right direction, mm-hmm. which means don't squeak it to the playoffs as the, get in, play in team, not that, but show us legitimate playoff team and show people that that's what it is. By the time they come out of this pandemic, uh, we come out of this pandemic and the city is open wide back up and the lights is on and ain't nothing, man, it's nothing, it's nothing like playing in a city with energy. And I know, you know, Carl Anthony Towns is from New Jersey. Um, I know he's talked about playing in New York before. Now I know he didn't have a great run or experience with Tibbs from what I heard. Uh, out in Minnesota with Jimmy Butler when they were going through all that. But, I mean, you think about some of the pieces, the young pieces that are out there and the way they're moving, you're able to get a Devin Booker if he doesn't deem Phoenix as the long-term solution for his career. But granted, right now, Phoenix is rocking. They're rolling. So you off the Luka train in New York. I don't don't put anything past New York because it's such a huge brand that has been a sleeping giant for so damn long. What would it mean for the league if they got that? Oh, I mean, the, the league is based out of New York. It would be incredible. I mean, then you have all your major market. You have New York. Chicago still has work to do. Uh, but you have New York, Chicago, L.A. I mean, look at New York and L.A. You have Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden. You bring another superstar to, uh, to New York, to the Knicks, to Stevan Booker, whoever that is. And then you have L.A. You have Kawhi, PG in L.A. And you have LeBron James and AD in L.A. Like, that's massive for those two cities. Unbelievable. We're going to talk to Malika Andrews, who's going to take us inside the other half of that New York basketball equation here in just a second. She's on the sideline tonight with Mark Jones and Jeff Van Gundy. It'll be James Harden's return to Houston tonight. It'll actually be the Nets' final game of the first half of the season with a chance to hit the All-Star break, having won 10 of 11. The Rockets are going to try to avoid a 13th straight Loss. We should mention, just for purposes of attribution, that you know you always dream big in situations like that. Luca would be a restricted free agent after next year, so I can't imagine a scenario in the world where the Mavericks obviously wouldn't match that, especially I mean, if former Nick got, Zinger I, is on the block. Yeah, they probably got. What would you say, Jay? I'm always lean Jeannie Bus in in as the top owner in the NBA, but that's just me. No, she, she right. She right, right there. I mean, but Mark Cuban. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Mark Cuban. They got Mark Cuban as an owner in Dallas, so that. That there speaks volumes, right? And Dirk Nowinski, his entire career was spent in Dallas. And I'm sure in tough times, he was certainly looking potentially at other locations to play and take his game to. But he wound up staying with the Mavericks long term. It paid off. He got a championship out of it. So I, that's one of the reasons I really can't see a Luka making a move. I just can't, you know, certain people and certain organizations, you're so they're so good to you that it's like, you, you're embedded with them. You owe them, and you hate to do that. 
We'll see what happens. It'll be very interesting. Again, the NBA's trade deadline is March 25th. So even if some teams find themselves in pole position and want to at least make that leap to try to get in, mm-hmm. and as Jay said, to sort of maybe look a little more attractive to some free agents out there, that'll be the case. Again, tonight, double dip ESPN Rockets Nets in Houston, 730, and then the Warriors and the Blazers at 10 Eastern. We're going to go to Malika here in just a second, but we're going to go back to one quick thing. This guy makes a great point. If you've been with us throughout the course of the morning, we've been ranking (laughs) Key's top quarterbacks here Uh of the last 20 years in college football. Again, Malika in the NBA here in a second, because I want to hear and ask her exactly what Harden's expecting tonight. Uh, Malika will be with us here coming up at 930. All right, so here's the deal. Cephas, the question remains. Uh, Key's top quarterbacks of the last 20 years based on an ESPN.com article that had Baker Mayfield at number one. Key doesn't have Baker Mayfield anywhere in his top six. He has Matt Leinart at number one. Here's a name. This is a a great pull. (laughs) This is a great pull. Didn't do anything in the pros, but again, it's in the eye of the beholder. Great pull from Cephas. He wasn't going to do nothing in the pros. Do 5-9. Pat White, West Virginia. Pat White's great. Pat White, West Virginia. He he was a great college player, but he doesn't fall into – that top six for me, he's probably 12 on my list. If I had an extended list, he would be 10, 11, 12. Pat White was ridiculous, though. I mean, okay. he really was. So here we go. Would Tim Tebow be ahead of him? or would you? I would probably put Tim Tebow slightly ahead of him. Okay. So slightly, get, slightly operative word. So get this. Pat White is a coach now. He's now Coach Pat White at P5White on Twitter. Ooh. And essentially he said when we posed the question, best quarterback. Last 20, yeah, he, yes. he wants answers. <laughs> yes. There's your answer, Pat. Call in. He's got him at 12. Oh, Bill's got him at 25. No, I said somewhere in that 10 to 12 range. Okay. He might be 10. Okay, he could sneak in. Yeah, but he could be 12 10. as well. But he could be 12 as well. I mean, look. I look at the for his being undersized and doing some of the magical things that he was able to do he at was West Virginia. Amazing. There's yeah. no question about it. he was one of the all-time great college quarterbacks. But I also, to a degree, and I have to be full transparency here, I take a little bit of the NFL and I look at just a smidget because that's just I, I do okay. just a little bit, right? I mean, I have to. Okay. I have to. I can't. I would be lying to the people out there if I said, well, I never look at their NFL. No, I do. I mean, it just, you know, does, it's not the end all, be all, but it's just a, a little bit. Zubin, I feel like I want to do my top six college basketball players over the last 20 years. We can do it tomorrow. tomorrow. We can do it tomorrow. But, but that's, March you know, Madness, Pat, it's it, Pat Wright was great. I, I had a chance to see him train down in Miami, the Miami Dolphins. I also could have been a teammate of his when he was in Miami Dolphins. I decided to stay at ESPN. Um, but he was the original Wildcat. He was. And, and he was good. Yep. I just, you know. What about that somebody? money as a president of ESPN is good money. Huh? <laughs> you decide to stay. <laughs> get higher, Pat White. You get, people, you get them people out there thinking too much, man. Start getting texts and phone calls and stuff. I need a job, Keith. There's all sorts of stuff. Let's head to the phone line. Uh, just after, give me, give me 15 seconds on this before we get to the phone oh, lines because this call is going to be good. So hang tight if you're listening and Corey, hang tight. Give me 15 seconds on Kellen Moore, the ultimate winner. I think he did a great job at, at Boise State. There's no question about it. Big time win against Notre Dame, right? That was the that was the coming out party for Kellen Moore. Uh, you know, you look at the conference. You look at some of the teams that they played against. They dominated for a long period of time at Boise State. No question about it. But when you when I'm looking at some of the other guys in the top six, I don't know that Kellen Moore 
If I put him on Florida State, they win a national title. Mm-hmm. Or I put him on USC, they win a the national title. Or Texas, or some of the other bigger programs. But he was amazing at Boise State for what he was capable of doing within that particular division, conference, and organization. There's no question about it. Before we get to Corey here in Charlotte, Corey, hang tight. I want to just for the listeners that are just tuning in this morning, great to have you with us. We're essentially asking best college quarterbacks of the last 20 years. There's a piece on ESPN.com by our colleague Bill Connolly that is Baker Mayfield at number one for a variety of reasons. The two-time transfer, the Heisman, you know, all that stuff. Number one overall pick. Hard to argue. Just to give you a little bit of the rundown. Keys rankings, Matt Leinart at number one, Vince Young of Texas at two, Auburn's Cam Newton at three, Deshaun Watson of Clemson at four, Florida State's Jameis Winston at five, and the legendary Joe Burrow most recently at number six there seems to be somebody missing on that list that a ton of people are chiming in on Corey and charlotte you're on espn radio who is key missing here? get him Corey. get him cam tebow i i just don't understand how you cannot have him in your top six. First of all we don't need to do top six we do top five and top ten cam tebow <laughs> is the clear-cut number one, consistent number one of the last 20 years. Like, what he did at Florida, come on, the first 2020 guy in the SEC, 20 touchdown passes, 20 rushing touchdowns, galvanized his troops after that loss against Ole Miss, like, after that press but conference. See, oh, man, stop, man. No, nah, man, hold on, no, man. I don't buy into all that, Corey. That's cool. Rallying the troops and screaming and hollering. That doesn't get me my juices flowing. I, I just, I get it. Tim Tebow, great college quarterback. He might be seven. I just, those six guys in front of him did more for me with my eyes watching the quarterback position. And I get it. We, we, we like Tim Tebow. We like everything that he stood for in college football. I get it. There's no question about it. But, again, those other six guys just, for my eyes, at the quarterback spot. Plus, as I said, I have to uh, be honest some of the NFL factors into me. It's just your what list. it is. Jim in Florida. <laughs> it's your list. <laughs> top six. I mean, I mean, Corey won a top five, top ten. That's very orderly. You know, I'd like that. Jim in Florida, you're on ESPN Radio. Um, this guy just squeaks in under the 20-year mark, but this is a good one. What do you have? What about Ken Dorsey from the University of Miami? That's a good one. Mm. 34 on Bill's list, by he, the way. He was a good he just guy. snuck in. He was a good college football player. I like his yeah, last name. I six. went to Dorsey High School, but he ain't no top <laughs> not, six. Not top six. He's a, a good, really good player. The players around him alone. I mean, just think about the teams that right. they play. But to I mean, Jim's point, he was a Heisman finalist and a quarterback yeah, of a dynastic He was fine. He was, fine. He's a, he was a good college quarterback. I, I almost feel like I could plug – Anybody in with that particular team? Handy McGahee. Yeah, Handy McGahee. Throw it over here to you know, like, like come on, Kellen Winslow, whatever, Ed Reed. All come on, man, Andre Johnson. Like I can go wow. on and on and on and on. Squad. His squads. Okay, <laughs> this one. Okay, let's get a little humor in here this morning. Although I actually think you can make an argument for this because because of what this guy meant to this program. Let's see if Key explodes on this one. Derek in North Carolina, you're on ESPN Radio. Go off the grid, literally. So I got uh, I got Colt Brennan, 2006, 58 touchdowns, 12 interceptions for the University of Hawaii. He he was it was a great year. It was a great year. <laughs> it was a great year. He, he, you're gonna bang on <laughs> Kellen Moore. You're gonna bang on I, Kellen I Moore. I like Colt Brennan. Yeah, Brennan's California guy, Modern Day High School, great quarterback, the whole deal. 
But it's the conference. It's the play. It's all that the teams. I mean, I'm not Hawaii. Don't do that. No, it's not even Hawaii. They playing against like UNLV and you play. No, you have I can't. To play. I can't. He you can't play who's on the schedule. I'm not putting him in the top six. I'm not are you either. crazy? Just, yeah, I'm done. I mean, like, stop, Jay. We are also asking this morning if the NFL logo were to be changed to a player, who would it be? The genesis of this question is that, as you know, the NBA logo is Jerry West, but Kyrie Irving has thrown it out there, and Kobe Bryant's widow, Vanessa Bryant, has also supported the fact that if they wanted to change the NBA logo to honor the late great Kobe Bryant, they maybe change it from Jerry to Kobe. I think most people know Jerry was intimately involved in drafting Kobe. They have a great relationship. Really haven't heard Jerry talk about it himself. Still don't. Um, I, I, and I I hear the idea, and I, I respect the sentiment, and I love Kobe Bryant, too. will forever love KB. I just – if there's a logo of the league, man. Jordan. If it's going to be changed – it's Jumpman. Yeah, sure. There's one logo of the league. That's what it should be. All right, so back to the NFL. Who should it be in the NFL? Good morning, Charles in Florida. You're on ESPN Radio. Give us a name. I, um, my suggestion would be take some of the iconic players from every era and mesh it together, like sim- symbolic to the um, 100-year – celebration and just take a few iconic players from every generation and mesh it together and that should be the logo I, get, I, like, great I, like, that. Logo. I like that but do you still keep it in do you do that in the shield like do you make it like a wide shield or is it just like one like I, I, I need to see it I need to see it if you're gonna do multiple players right I think that the problem is once you go two, like why not three once you yeah one it's is like, you just it just has to be one right? Jim Brown Walter Payton Tom Brady Jerry Rice no wow I, I don't think I've ever seen you not give the greatest receiver in the game the love. I, the first I, time in my, my life I'm seeing it. This it's from not you. that. I'm just trying to think of just everything an other iconic than his. Moment. Yeah, iconic. No, he has plenty of iconic moments, but just everything that the logo would embody, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know outside of Jerry being the greatest to ever put on a lace on a pair of cleats at the position. How do you look at Jim Brown, Walter Payton, six round pick in Tom Brady, see, yeah, seventh I, championship? Like so I'm interesting because so I've heard you say this so many times that when we got into the conversation about who's the goat, you know, you would always say, "Well, it could be you could have Joe Montana, that could be Tom Brady," and you're like, "There's only one goat. There's only yeah. one goat, and that's Jerry Rice." Yeah, so I just said the greatest I, to ever lace them on. I know, but now how can you not? It's picture just him as because, the logo. Because the I can picture it. He's got amazing we got amazing silhouettes with him. Mm-hmm. But when you think about Jim Brown, it's different. different. Like you said to me, you go, you need to see one night in Miami. Yeah. Like you really need to understand it and see it or or understand the history of Jim Brown. Just the history of who he was. Dude could have been the greatest lacrosse player ever in the history of lacrosse. Syracuse. Mm. At yeah. Syracuse. Yeah. Or, or wow. What he stood for from just the social and just all the and by the way, everything in 2021, that will resonate because those social justice views were decades ago. But let's just be honest. Anybody that espoused those views decades ago, it's now coming back to roost and benefit them. Man, that dude walked in the room. (laughs) Jerry Rice, as great as he is, he walked in the room. We're like, oh, okay, what's up, Jerry? Cool. When Jim come walking in the room, (gasps) it's like. Damn. Hey, I'm Jim Brown, man. You know, and it's like, I want to talk to Jim. That's how it is. It's like, oh, my God, that's Jim Brown. Gotcha. The one thing I would say for Jerry, though, is the that. Th- what? 
The humble roots, Mississippi Valley. Oh, come on. Like the humble you, roots to becoming that? Yeah, he's the greatest to ever lace him on at the receiver position. Uh, it's, it's not in doubt. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests nice. on the Goodyear Hotline. On the way. What kind of reception is James Harden expecting tonight in Houston as he returns for the first time since his departure? Malika Andrews asked him that very question. She'll join us next. She'll be on the sideline tonight. That's next ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This was the vision right here. James, you're returning to Houston. How do you expect to be received? I hope I'm receiving love. The love and the appreciation that I've given to that city, that I still give to that city. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. You know, Jay Will said it earlier in the week, you got to watch Harden for MVP. Then Jalen Rose came on the show and said the same thing. You just heard Max Kellerman there say the same thing as Well, here we go. Big one tonight, Houston Rockets, Brooklyn Nets with Harden back in Houston. It's the first of a double dip on ESPN. Mark Jones, Jeff Van Gundy, and Malika Andrews will be on the call. The latter joins us this morning on the Goodyear Hotline. And when Malika and the crew are done, (laughs) Warriors and Blazers, key sports center guy, got to make sure I get all the promos in. Malika joins us this morning. Okay, so Malika, you spoke to James Harden prior to this big return tonight in Houston. How does Harden expect to be received by the limited number of fans that will be here tonight after everything that went down? Well, I'm not sure about expect Zubin, but he told me that the love and appreciation that he's given to the city and that he still gives to the city, he says he's hoping that favor can be returned is what he told me. So he's hoping that he can be be received with love was what he said. He's hoping that people remember the good times that they had in Houston. Obviously, their breakup is probably still fresh in a lot of fans' minds. He's not running away from that in our conversation. He noted how challenging that was. He reiterated what he had shared with Rachel Nichols, which was that he wished things had gone more smoothly. Now, when he's looking around at how it went for other uh players in other sports in their exits in Houston. He said that he wished his had gone a little bit more like that. But despite all of that, he's hoping that instead of looking at those last couple of months, which were ugly, and he does not deny that, and I think that uh, fans are, are, are very justified in remembering that, he's hoping that they can look back over the course of the eight seasons, over the course of, of winning MVP and making a run to the Western Conference Finals, and that's what fans will be bringing. Um, but it should be interesting, right, because Houston has 
4,500 fans in Toyota Center. That's not something we see very often this season in the midst of a pandemic. So it'll be interesting to see the fans' reaction. Mask up, Houston. This one's going to be interesting. Malika, I just want to give you some love real quick. You've been one of the hardest working people during this pandemic. Everything from down <laughs> to the bubble. I mean, I see you everywhere. So I want to say that first and foremost. Congrats on all your I success. You, uh, always. I'm curious, what was the reaction around the team when they heard that Tillman Fertitta actually made the announcement to a degree that they were going to retire James Harden's number? Well, in chatting with a couple of folks around the team, I think that there was a, well, yeah, that's what should happen eventually. When, when I uh, reached out to sources in the Rockets and, and they confirmed that, that it was a, a thought of, he did a lot for this, this franchise. Tillman Fertitta said that, he will always be a rocket, and he made his first couple of years owning the team exciting. And so I don't get the sense that a lot of folks around the Nets or uh, around the Houston Rockets were necessarily surprised. Perhaps there was a little bit of an eyebrow raise at the timing of sharing that sentiment, given the, the air hasn't been completely cleared. Um, I think this game is going to provide potentially some of that closure, but it wasn't necessarily surprising given why a lot of people in this day and age retired jerseys isn't necessarily just how many championships they won uh, for a franchise. It's what that person meant to that city, how much they may or may not have put that uh, person, that, that team, that franchise on the map. There wasn't a whole lot of surprise. Now, I will say, just taking a look around uh, mentions on Twitter, taking a look uh, around you know, the, the, the hotel lobby when I very briefly went downstairs to, to grab my dinner and bring it back up to my hotel room, that's where I saw fans having a little bit more of a mixed reaction to announcing in this moment that the, the, that the intention is to retire his jersey number. Okay, I mean, they've looked pretty incredible when Kyrie and James have been on the floor together, but what's the latest with the big man? What's going on with KD and this hamstring injury? When can we expect to see him back? Well, the Nets are hopeful that it's going to be as soon as possible after All-Star. The tricky thing with this is that you know this as well as I do. Initially, they just expected him to miss two, maybe three games. But initially, they said just two games. And Steve Nash had said that this is a combination of them being overly cautious, but also the hamstring when they did more imaging on it, showing that it needed a little bit more time. And so they're marrying those two things and taking an extremely slow approach here because of the luxuries you just said. They already have Kyrie Irving. They already have James Harden. They rattled off an eight-game win streak in that time. And so there really isn't a rush to bring Kevin Durant back. That being said, James Harden told me it's frustrating for Kevin Durant not to be on the floor. It's frustrating for the team not to have Kevin Durant on the floor. That being said, what they're keeping in mind, their mantra, if you will, is the most important basketball is yet to come, and that's when we need to be fully healthy. So the goal is they want to have some time under their belt before then, before the playoffs hit to rack up more than just seven games played together so that they can continue to build chemistry. But it shouldn't be too long after the All-Star break for Kevin Durant to come back. Malika, what moves do you expect the Nets to make before the trade deadline, if any at all? Well, the teams at the top, I'm really looking at potentially the buyout market for the Nets. The teams at the top they tend to always kind of be looking. What tweaks can we make? How can we get a little bit better? And from what I'm hearing from the Nets, they are no different. 
they're still not necessarily sold on exactly their their big man rotation. They are very high on Nicholas Claxton. DeAndre Jordan has turned into a really nice mentor for a lot of folks. They've been using Nicholas Claxton a lot, but they're still trying to be careful with his body. He has only played a handful of games his freshman season and now this season. And so they're still looking to see how that's all going to round out. That's what I would be keeping an eye on for the moves that they could potentially make, especially in the buyout market. As you continue to do a great job covering the NBA, not only for us, but for yourself, what are you hearing about the New York Knicks and the, the way the fans are reacting around town about them, I guess, possibly making the <laughs> playoffs, so to speak? Well, it's incredible to see what the Knicks have done. I mean, the, the New York is back, baby. Is that is that too strong of a sentiment to share? Because when was the last time you can look at the Knicks and say, wow, they are incredibly competitive. They have an all-star. And then also look across the bridge and say, wow, Brooklyn has a real shot at winning a championship. There is a buzz. There is an excitement. Whenever I go to my bodega to, to pick up coffee, whenever I am, am walking around town a little bit and there's someone I see, I'm seeing a lot more jerseys. There is just a buzz, uh, a tone, a basketball tone to the city right now that I think that New York missed. So Madison Square Garden, the New York Knicks, are still the franchise of New York. Brooklyn is trying to claw its way into into the heart of those types of fans. There's always been a there's a Brooklyn fan base, but they are slowly uh, looking over to that Manhattan fan base. But those fans, the diehard Knicks fans, are incredibly excited about what they're seeing coming out of Madison Square Garden and about what Tom Thibodeau has done with this team. There's no doubt. He's going to get Coach of the Year consideration, and as Malika has sort of intimated, and, you know, I mean, growing up in the tri-state area, and I, and I can tell you, Jay can tell you, he played here. It may be a Yankee town, but it's a basketball city. Both things can be true, and when the Knicks are great. Business is great for the NBA. Just a reminder, you can see all of Malika's sit-down interview in exclusive with James Harden. That'll air on SportsCenter tonight before we get tip going at 7.30 Eastern time. And again, the double dip with the Warriors and the, uh, and the uh, Blazers on the back. One more thing. I mean, Jay wasn't kidding about uh, Malika being everywhere. So she's on SportsCenter tonight with us this morning <laughs> and on the ESPN Daily Podcast today. <laughs> James Harden returns to Houston. Malika breaks down the impact on everything that's going on as the Nets play their final game of the first half of the regular season. I'll see you on TV. I'll see you on the radio. I'll see you on my iPhone. Thank you, Malika. Thanks, Go Lakers. Thanks, gentlemen. Malika Andrews on the Goodyear Hotline, brought to you by Goodyear. Celebrating March deal days with month-long service and savings. Visit GoodyearAutoService.com for offers. On the way, Alabama and Clemson played in the playoff against one another in 2015, 16, 17, and 18. But for the first time, they squared off in a place you might not expect. That's next on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. 
Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey, this is Scott Kaplan from Sedano LZ and Cap on 710 ESPN in Los Angeles. And in honor of Women's History Month, I want to send a shout out to my high school debate coach, Aline Gershberg. Mrs. Gershberg, my high school yearbook is littered with either playing football or debating. And what you know, now I talk about sports for a living. Happy Women's History Month to my high school debate coach, Arlene Gershberg. Great stuff. That was unique. Key, you know him well from your days there. I didn't expect that one, but we'll continue to get these interesting submissions. Moms, yeah. women, girlfriends, wives, all throughout mm-hmm. March. Yeah, I moved on to bigger and better things. I had to leave those guys behind, you know? <laughs> you could What? <laughs> hey, hey, man, you know, you said you wasn't expecting it. I'm a national show now. We, we get little guys like that and put them on our show, you know? God doesn't have a chance to defend himself. No, Scott, Scott and those guys at 17 are my boys. We Just like we text... All the time, I text back and forth with them, kind of rib them a little bit, give them a little bit of, well, you know, you know how it is. Yeah. So before I let you go, this is interesting. You know how it is in college football, complete domination between Clemson and Alabama. Clemson and Alabama played in the championship game in 2015, 2016. They played in the semifinal in 2017, and they played in the championship game in 2018. But the one thing they have never done in this era, where mm-hmm. Dabo's at Clemson and Nick Saban's at Alabama, I mean, obviously I know this goes back, but in this dominant era of these two guys and then everyone else right now in the sport, yep. they have never once competed seriously for the same quarterback. They met on the field, but Deshaun wasn't looking at Alabama, and Trevor wasn't looking at Alabama, and Tua wasn't looking at Clemson. So it's amazing to think that they could get the pick of the litter. They could get anybody they want, but they've never gone head-to-head for the same QB until last week. When a guy named Ty Simpson, who plays at Westview High School in Tennessee, mm-hmm. if you're looking at the ESPN rankings, he's the number 27 overall player. That's all positions. Yep. Number two dual threat quarterback. They break it down, pocket passer, dual threat. He is the latter. And I know you'll, you'll, you'll appreciate this. I'm not supposed to put you on the spot with a question, but I'm going to give you these Uh-oh. five finalists. No, you can put me on the spot. <laughs> I'm going to give you his five. listen to them. Listen to me. I'm going to give you his five finalists. You just tell me which school doesn't fit. I'll give you the reasoning, and then we'll go into why just Alabama just continues to just be able to just rack up guys left and right. His five finalists were Clemson, mm-hmm. Alabama, yep. Ole Miss, yep. the Vols of Tennessee, yep. and Tennessee Martin. The Vols of Tennessee. They you know, don't fit. Tennessee Martin. Tennessee they don't Martin. fit. You think yeah. – which one I would, do you think I'll go to Tennessee. Least? I'll go to Tennessee Mart before I go to Tennessee. Are you that down in Knoxville? Man, wow. they sorry as hell, Zubin. <laughs> they just fired the coach a week ago. Like, come on. For those that think it's Tennessee Martin, like Jay and myself, just to mention, his dad is the coach of Tennessee Martin, which is why he had Tennessee Martin yes. in the mix. Oh, I, so, I know. I just of course in jest. Tennessee's so bad. They are. They are. So uh, his final four. I mean, maybe go play for Daddy. See, I would go play for Dad. Okay, at Tennessee Martin, yeah, level absolutely. below. Absolutely, yeah. Clemson, Alabama, chasing you. Lane Kiffin lets you throw the ball all I, over. The field. My dad gonna let me do everything I want to do too. That's yeah, true. Nepotism we, we, is big time. I agree with you, but man, will you get seen to the level? Yeah, 
You don't. You don't think Trey Lance is getting ready to be a first round pick, yeah, top that's that's ten right. pick, and he only played one game this year, and, and the game the wasn't even great. And he was at. He's in the FCS. That's yeah, so funny. That it feels like college football is then becoming a little bit more like college basketball. Like, hey, you can go to some but of these that's smaller. Always, but that's always been the case, though. As Jeff. it relates to the draft, I'm saying as national hype, though. Like, do you want to be a household name? Can he become a household name by going to Tennessee Martin? Because I, he can become a household name if he goes and he plays for Nick Saban or if he goes to. Oh, I, I, I can also be a household name because I'm playing for my father. But I don't know uh, what the Tennessee Martin team. I mean, I don't right. really know. I would. I personally probably would rather go play for my dad, but my father probably realizes that at some point he's going to get fired and I'm going to be stuck there. So I get why he probably wouldn't. I just would, if I was had a dad and he was coaching and I was big time, I probably would want to go like Deion's kids. Deion's kids, Deion Sanders' kids are going to Jackson State when they had other opportunities mm. to go to other places. So just brass tacks it here because, yet again, Alabama dominant performance in both college football playoff title games. LSU had their nice run. Clemson certainly, obviously, is nipping yep. at their heels. But there clear, clearly seems to be a separation at this point. What do you make of the most dominant program, uh, a program that's not known for putting a ton of quarterbacks in the NFL at the highest level, too, as Bear obviously name it. There has been Richard Todd and a few guys. It, you went Richard, back. <laughs> Richard Jeez, Todd way back. the Jets. But what do you make of this? Alabama, again, just – dominating the sport, and then taking their closest rival for the first time at the most important possession on the field. And Nick Saban just reminding everybody, oh, hang on, but I'm still here. Well, I think when you, when you look at the quarterback spot, historically the guys have been marginal athletes, so to speak. And I'm talking about in the Nick Saban era. Mm-hmm. All the Greg McElroys and those guys, a couple of coffee guys. Coker Sims. In, 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 in mm-hmm. the National Football League, which mm-hmm. is fine. I mean, it's hard as hell to be a cup of coffee guy in the National Football sure. League. But Lane Kiffin, Steve Sarkeesian, those guys now, Bill O'Brien, have NFL backgrounds and pedigree, NFL pro style. So you see the Jalen Hurts of the world, which was at Alabama, mind you, for three years yeah. prior to going to Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. I understand Oklahoma gives him an edge at getting into the NFL, but his body of work, for the most part, was done mm-hmm. at Alabama. And so when you start to look at that under Steve Sarkeesian as well as Lane Kiffin, they're going to develop quarterbacks. Now you got Bill O'Brien, who is, I don't want to call him a quarterback guru or whatever, but he's known to coach quarterbacks pretty well. He identified Deshaun Watson. Look at what Deshaun turned out to be, although he screwed that up. Mm-hmm. You look at Kristen Hackenberg. Well, he, Kristen Hackenberg was okay under Bill. First year, he, first year he was good. Penn so State, it was like, oh, my God, this guy's going to be good. And you just start to look at Tom Brady, some of those sort of things that he's coached along the way. So, yes, Alabama is a good place to go if you're a quarterback nowadays. So last thing would just be there. They battled on the field year after year after year, and now they are battling on the recruiting trail, interestingly, for the first time at the most position, uh, important position on the field. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin brought to you by Mako. Tack refunds are great for fresh starts, especially in 2021. Refresh your ride with your refund at Mako and make it a year you'll always remember. Head to Mako.com to get a free estimate today. Uh-oh, better get Mako. So I'm going to ask you this one, though, Zubin. If you're that recruit, where would you rather live? Mm. Clemson, South Carolina, or Tuscaloosa, Alabama? Clemson, South Carolina, or Tuscaloosa, Alabama? How much are you paying me? I've been to T-Town. It's pretty nice for a college town. It's a bucolic, beautiful town. I'd probably choose Oxford. Can I, can I choose Ole Miss? Well, you're not going to win a lot of games. No. You can throw for a ton of yards, though. You can throw for a ton of yards. There's no question about it. But I guess if you're from Tennessee, all that's kind of the same anyway. 
tomorrow on the program, Nate Oates, rarely say this, Alabama football dominant, the SEC basketball champions, the Alabama Crimson Tide Make head sure coach you drink some milk. <laughs> yes, indeed, for those oats and that cereal and those pancake blocks you had in the NFL. Greeny is next, legendary broadcaster week with rapid Roberto, Bob Costas. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.